about the um, tenth of Tevis and how the tenth of Tevis is not only the time for Hashem planting the seed for the exile, but the seed for the eternal redemption. And now we're going to see how this is has relevance to the Torah portion of this week, and not just the Torah portion of this week, but the um, the energy of this Shabbat, Shabbos, which is called the Shabbos of energy, Shabbos Chazak, Shabbos for strength. We've learned mainly, if I think the main point we learned till now is that um, the eternity of the future Geula is connected to the eternity and the unshakable bond of the Jewish people and Hashem. And it's precisely the time of the exile that reveals this iron clad bond that we have with Hashem. And so. Um, Therefore, it's our it's our connection to Hashem in the exile, which brings about the future of the Gula. So now let's see how this has a relationship to the title of this parsha, Yaakov lived, and the um, and the idea that this Shabbos is a Shabbos of strength. Oh, So we could explain the connection between Parshas Vayechi, the end of the first book of the Torah. First book of Torah is called the Book of Yashar. As we earlier, Yashar means straight. That's because there's a direct flow of divinity from the higher worlds to this world through our patriarchs. They didn't um, cause any. There was no dissonance between the way they were in the higher worlds and the way they are in this world. So that's why the book is called the Book of Yashar, the, the straight book. So now we can explain the connection between the end of this book and the strength that we get from this book, the Chazak Chazak and the Chaz we get from this book. For the following books of the Torah. The conclusion of this book is about Yaakov living in Egypt, and Yaakov being placed in a casket in Egypt. That's the beginning of the exile. As we see later on in the beginning of Parsha Shmos, which we read in the afternoon of Parsha Svayichi, these are the names of the Jewish pe- of, of the Jewish people who came to Egypt. And then it continues on with the slavery in Egypt, how Joseph passes away. And Joseph is placed in a casket in Egypt. So, because of this, you need to have strength. You need to have strength for, for the entire time of the exile, until we leave the exile. The Talmud says that the Torah mentions the names of our patriarchs, our Reuben, Shimon, and Levi, uh, when we enter the exile, to highlight that it is the same Reuben, Shimon, and Levi that, end, that entered the exile that will leave the exile. Um, that the purpose of their descent is for their own elevation. The purpose of the exile is to bring an elevation. So, the conclusion of all of the 24 books of the Torah, in Dibri Hayam, it says, Hashem, the God of heaven, commanded me to build a home from Jerusalem. Who amongst you, from all of the people of God, is, is with him and will be elevated? So, the elevation from the exile to redemption, to build a base of the Middash, is higher than any place we were before. The purpose of the descent of exile is to reach a higher place, to reach the third temple, concerning which the Torah says, greater is the glory of the last temple than the first temple. One explanation, as we went earlier, is the second temple was greater because it was longer and it was bigger, but the main meaning of that sentence is, Greater will be the glory of the third temple more than the first and the second. 
the, the words are greater is the glory of the last temple, but it, it, it refers mainly to the to the temple of the third base of English. So we need to have strength. Until we get to this elevation, we need to have strength. And what's the strength we get? We get the strength from the content of the title of this parsha, Yaakov lives. What's Yaakov about? Another discourse of the previous Rebbe, he explains the words, Kadash Olam Omeomaya. Hashem is holy. We say in Uvalotzin, Hashem is holy upon the earth, the work of his hands. We say how Hashem is holy uh, in heaven, in his holy abode, and Hashem is holy forever. The previous Rebbe explains that these three um, kinds of holiness are associated with, with the three ways we serve God. There's the holiness in heaven. We connect that by praying to God in heaven. We, we ascend in prayer towards God. Then there is uh, bringing godliness upon the world. That's through mitzvahs, uh, through kindness and other mitzvahs. God is holy upon the earth, the work of his hands. Then there is the third, third sentence, God is holy forever. The word forever, la'olam omelmaya, is related to the word world, as we learned many times. The word world means concealment. What is the power that a Jew has in, in the face of all the concealment of godliness to maintain his equilibrium and connection to Hashem is through Torah. Torah is the is what gives us the strength. So Yaakov, his essence is Torah. The, the three areas of serving God, um, Torah is called truth. Torah is called eternity. Uh, there, there are three in Kabbalah, there, there are three different flows, three different lines of energy. Yaakov is the middle. The uh, flow, there's a flow of kindness, there's a flow of judgment, and there's a middle, the flow of Yaakov, the flow of Torah, which, just like in the temple, when there was, um, there was there were there were bars of gold that went through the walls of the temple, and Yaakov, the middle bar, Yaakov represented the middle bar. His bar went all the way through without there being a need for there to be two bars attached to each other. His bar went all the way through without any interruption. So that means that Yaakov, whose essence is Torah, is about godliness descending to this world without any change whatsoever. I know I mentioned before that all the patriarchs were Yasher, but this is more so by Yaakov. This is emphasized by Yaakov that this, of course, as soon as a person is born in a body, there is something that's different than in a, being in a body. As it says in time, you can't have the same kind of love and reverence in a body that you did in heaven. But um, there, to, to, to a greater degree than the others, Yaakov, um, whose essence is Torah, is about, about the unchanging truth of Torah, and the unchanging flow of the divine energy that Torah represents, and through this descent in this world of Yaakov's energy, without it being diminished, without it being altered, you see the power of what Yaakov is about. You see the power of truth. The Torah says, we say in our prayers, give truth to Yaakov. Yaakov is associated with truth. Yaakov is associated with eternity. We say about Yaakov specifically, Yaakov, our father, did not die. So by Yaakov's energy, the energy of Torah descending to this world and, and, and not being altered, not being adulterated at all, through this you see the power of Yaakov's existence, this power of truth and its power of eternity. And therefore Yaakov is the one through whom the energy is given, the strength is given to all the Jewish people throughout the exile, that even when they descend into exile, they could be like Yaakov and be alive, to live a true life a life of Torah. And this highlights like, also the power and the eternity of, and then the, the truth, the, the true power and eternity of the Jewish people. As we will see when Mashiach comes in the true and complete Ka'ula, 
the eternal Geula, the eternal redemption, the eternal Beis Amigdash, the third Geula, the third Beis Amigdash, which is connected with a third of our patriarchs with Yaakov. So Yaakov is the one who gives us this strength, and this will be manifest in the third redemption, the third temple, which is associated with Yaakov. Let's go into a little more detail. The power to that we receive to endure the exile until we come to the true and complete Mashiach. This is by the Jewish people being called Zare Bachayim. Torah says, as Jacob's children are alive, so too is he alive. Where do you see Yaakov's eternity? Where is the expression of Yaakov's eternity? You see this in his children. You see this in his children, his grandchildren, who continue on and on throughout history in their daily life and the way that they act, the way of Yaakov. That's how you see Yaakov is eternal. As long as Yaakov is alive and doing the right thing and doing holy things, you don't see his eternity. You see his eternity in his children and grandchildren continuing on and on. And that's how we will merit to the eternity of the future Geula, which is connected to Yaakov. And this is also highlighted in the words of the Torah, it says that Yaakov bowed down on the head of his bed. We were discussing last night, Yaakov thanked God that he had a complete bed. He thanked God that all of his children, unlike his father and grandfather, all of his children were righteous. And then he blesses all of his children. So in the perfection of Yaakov's 12 children, there is an expression and there's a revelation of the eternity of Yaakov's life for all generations. In, and with this power, we, are, we will be able to leave the exile and go to the eternal goal. So in, 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 the, in the Yaakov's children and the grandchildren, to us, you see an expression of, of Yaakov's life. You see how Yaakov is eternal. Um, and that's why the Torah uses the expression, just as Jacob's seed is alive, so is he alive. We're not just referring to Yaakov's offspring. We're also referring to the idea of planting a seed. A seed that is planted that causes growth. That the purpose of the Jewish people being planted in the exile is to bring about the growth of Geula. And this is the strength that we receive during the exile. We know that the growth of the, of the redemption is achieved through us planting the seeds, our mitzvahs that we do during the exile. We plant the seeds now for the eternal Geula that's the power we get by knowing that every mitzvah we do is making something eternal, something forever happen. And this explains why Parshas Vayechi is associated with the Tent of Tevis, because in the Tent of Tevis, what did we say before? We see how the, although on externally there is a siege being placed upon Jerusalem, and it seems like this is the destruction, the beginning of the, of the destruction of the Temple, it's also the beginning of the future redemption and the eternal redemption that will have an eternal power. And therefore we read then, in the week of, of the week of the Tenth of Tevis, we read Pashas Vayechi, which emphasizes that the beginning of the exile, the Jewish people, is planting a seed in order to cause the growth of the eternal Geula. The... Um, just like when you plant a seed physically, it causes eternal growth. So too, you see this in Parshas Vayechi, as Jacob's children are alive, so too is he alive. The word children means seed, is, is, uh, the, the word for children is seed, as Jacob's seed is alive. Jacob planted a seed by having these children who would bring about not just the growth 
out of the exile of Egypt, but the growth of the uh, the true and complete Gula. So the um, oh, what's Machter? We're on page Chavav, uh, line eighteen of thirty-eight. Okay. So. Um, so why is the tent of Tevis associated with Parsha Sayachi? Again, because the tent of Tevis is a planting of the seed of the redemption, and so too the Jewish people entering exile is their activity in exile is what causes there to be the redemption. There, Yaakov's children are alive. Yaakov's seed is alive. Yaakov plants a seed, and that seed goes in the exile, yes, but it causes the redemption. So this is especially related to the idea we spoke about before about the iron, holy iron. We said that the temple was destroyed to unholy iron, and that unholy iron is what will bring the holy iron of the third base in English, which will incorporate not just other silver and copper, but there will also be in the third, silver and gold, also in the third base of English, uh, iron. Because Yaakov's children, Zare Bachayim, is the perfection of all the 12 tribes. The four matriarchs, who are the acronym for the word Barzel, the twelve tribes are called the sons of Yaakov. The sons of the four matriarchs, whose acronym is Barzal. So they're not just called the builders of Yerushalayim, they're also called the children of iron. That through the, the, the Jewish people exhibiting their strength in all matters of holiness, they will bring about the transformation of the unholy iron that destroyed the base of English and replace that with a holy iron that will rebuild the third base of English and give it this iron, unshakable, eternal um, quality. Okay, so it's the children of Yaakov that achieve this this transformation. And all the aforementioned, we see something unique in our generation, especially this year. This generation is the last of the exile, and it will be the very first redemption of, eh, first generation of redemption. As the announcement of my father-in-law, the leader of our generation, the Yosef of our generation, just like Yosef, he announced that God will remember you and God will lift you out of this land and bring you to the land that God swore to Abmitz and Yaakov, so too the previous Rebbe who has the same name as Yosef, he also announces that the God will remember us and bring us the, the redemption now. He announced, as Yosef did in his time, that we had the same name, that all the activity we need to do to bring Mashiach has been completed. And all the set times that Mashiach 
was meant to come according to the calculations of various ages throughout history, they're all done. They all passed them. And all the tshuva that's necessary, the Gemara says, for us to have Mashiach is done. And all the preparation, next page, that need to be done for Mashiach to come, we've done. Not just we've done, but there's a huge amount of preparation that's been done. And we're ready for the meal. Ready to have the Levyasan, the Shur, and the wine. The wine, the ox, and the fish. No Mashiach comes, we're going to have fish. Some Jews will be sitting all day. They're going to ask, who is the Sheikh at this meal? Who is the guy? Say, God. I never heard of him. Can we have some fish instead? Okay. Yeah. It's especially emphasized this year. The Rebbe says this year, the year that we said this talk, the year of 5752, is especially associated with the Geula um, because it said the, the acronym of that year was May this be a year of miracles, a year of wonders. And that refers to the wonders of the Geula, that they will also be in a, in a miraculous and wondrous way. And it says about Av Mitzvah and Yaakov, we, 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 we say in our benching every day, whenever we eat bread, we say, um, God should bless us as he blessed our forefathers, Ba'kol Mikol Koil, in all things, from all things, all things. Those are three terms Torah uses about Av Mitzvah and Yaakov. So about Av Mitzvah and Yaakov, which is those words, are all, the, the letter base uh, begins that sentence. And so the year 5752, which concludes with the letter base, is associated with the wonders that God did, not just he'll do in the future through, through Mashiach, but also the wonders that God gave our forefathers who had a taste of the future redemption in their lifetime. So they are called the fathers of all the Jewish people, and automatically they're the fathers of every single Jew. So they will in the future be resurrected, the three are patriarchs together with the four matriarchs. The four matriarchs, Sarif, Rachel, and Leah. And the four mothers of the twelve tribes, Bila, Rachel, Zilpa, and Leah. And not only will they be resurrected, but the Torah says again that the Mashiach will come. They the, will see the advantage of the female over the male. The woman of valor is a crown of her husband. And we see in the order of the four matriarchs in the acronym of the word Barzel, Bez, Rej, Zayn, Lamed, that um, the bilha goes first. Well, as you learned earlier, that, that the maid servants are written before the uh, before the, their mistresses, and together with our, our our patriarchs and matriarchs, we will we will go with all the Jewish people, in all generations, all those who are lying in dust will get up and sing, and how much more so will all the Jewish people in our generation, who are alive, souls and bodies, and living without any interruption, God forbid, in their life at all. So they will, all of us who are alive now, will go immediately together with the leader of our generation to the, our holy land, the land of uh, barley and wheat and, and, and fig and date, the land whose stones are iron. And there itself we will go to the Yushalayim, the holy mountain, to the base, to, to the third base, to the holy city, to the holy, to the third base of Megdash, and in the third base of Megdash, we will have the iron of holiness. In the third base of Megdash, again, there'll be iron, and therefore, in our generation, this year, there's a there's an additional emphasis uh, about focusing on the goal, the end game, the purpose, the true and complete Geula, which 
was the in, in, the dish original intent of the exile. The whole point of the exile was to to get to the Geulah. So when do you when do you focus on the end goal, game? When you're about to reach there, when at the end of the exile. So therefore, after we've achieved all the mitzvahs and Torah that's been done throughout the exile, and immediately we're, we're about to experience the eternal Geulah and the eternal Beisamigdash in a manifest way, and we'll see that instead of there being a siege around Jerusalem, we'll see how Jerusalem expands. As it says that Mashiach will come, there will be no walls around Jerusalem, not just because we won't need for security, but also because Jerusalem will spread um, beyond the limitations of a wall. Because the holiness of Jerusalem will spread throughout Israel, and the holiness of Israel will spread to the whole world. And instead of there being iron of the unholy, which, which destroyed the temple, we'll have the iron in the third base of English, which em- emphasizes the trinity of the third base of English. Let's go to Esirah from line 43. move on. What's the practical thing we're supposed to take from this week's Torah portion for our lives practically? We have to take, we are who are called the children of Yaakov, as we are alive. Yaakov is alive. We're the ones who are implanted in the exile to bring about the redemption. What are we supposed to take from Parshas Vayechi practically? Practically, we're supposed to take of Israel additional power, in initial strength, in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, and eternal strength in our activity of planting the Torah mitzvahs to bring the growth of, growth of the Yul. We have to have this, we have to receive in this parsha eternal strength to plant these seeds. What does it mean to have eternal power in what you're doing? Let's talk about education. When you educate your students, you have to educate them with an eternal power. So that even then you've gone away from your students and you're doing other things, away from your children, and they, they receive from their father, from their teacher, they receive an impact that is like planting a seed, that stays with them and continues to grow and grow and grow um, until they, they, they teach others and they have other children and their children have children. So, that, so, so there's, a, there's an emphasis in this, in this idea of taking eternal strength specifically in education, to educate in a way that it stays with a child. The previous everyone said, the Hasidic teacher, he, he um, gives, he plants roots in a child that can never be uprooted. All the winds of the world can never uproot the, the, the roots that a Hasidic teacher gives. This is not just referring to education, it's also referring to every single thing that a Jew does Every single seed he plants. So call Purul Pratis that each specific activity, Maisa Echad, one action, Dibur Echad, one word, one thought, Nasva take Manitzkazriya. He has to do this with the eternal power of planting a seed. That he's doing this in a way, he's doing this in a way that this will cause growth of many good things. He's not just doing this. In other words, he has, a Jew has to feel, not just feel, a Jew has to have the power, the actions he's doing, that this action is going to cause more actions. 
that, that he wants to, this one word he's doing, with one mitzvah he's doing, this is going to make something happen. Big continuation. You hear, you hear what the Rebbe is saying? Is that an idea? To do yeah. something in a way that's going to be impactful and, and yeah. continue to grow? It's a chain reaction. So, so like you put it on tefillin? I'm not just putting it on tefillin right now. Tefillin is about subjugating my heart and mind to serve Hashem. I'm putting it on tefillin in a way that this is going to last in me. That, that Rizal could see on a person's forehead the mitzvah that they've done. The mitzvah that they've done. So imagine if, if you knew you could see that Rizal and you put it on tefillin. You, you, would, you would want to... You would want to like put on tefillin in a way like 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 you tell like you know I did it. Yeah. So instead of saying we have to do our mitzvahs, our Torah, every word we say, everything we do has to be done in a way that 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 there's a every single thing you do is done in a way that you're making a step. This is something. It contains within it further growth for more good things. Peter saying the paper fruit that brings more fruit until it goes on forever. So even on the Torah, even when you stop, and the Torah says to stop. Whether you're stopping because you're doing something else. Or you're resting to continue doing other things. You're sleeping and your soul is going up to heaven to get more energy. You're interrupting them. You're not doing the same thing. You're interrupting your actions. You're interrupting your, your words. Your, and your thoughts are also not in the same thing you were doing before. However, however, you planted a seed in a way, just like we said that Jacob's seed is alive, so is he alive, so to your action, your seed, your impact, the thing that you've done has to stay alive. It's not just a one-time thing and it finishes when you're done. Rather, it's something alive that continues and goes on forever. Just like Jacob's children are alive, so too is he alive on a personal level means that whatever you do has to have life in it. And now you what you're doing causes it to be growth and brings fruit and and you see eternity in the energy that you that you're putting into the things that you're doing. So in the analogy of education, went before that, that's obvious how we could see how how there is a difference between teaching a child in a way that you want to be done with it, or causing a a, a change in the child. But that was saying this is this is a far more uh, broader point. Everything you do has to be done with this power and this strength and this and this focus on 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 growth. And this is especially um, and this is achieved. How do you achieve this? By revealing the Yaakov in you. Yaakov is made up of the words Yud and Ekav. The letter Yud and Hil. The Yud in Yaakov's name refers to the Pintal Yid, the essence of the soul. Which is actual part of God. So in every Jew, there's a part of God, and the Yud in, the, in the, every Jew is the first letter of God's name. Yud Kevavke. I have a Yud, which is the first letter of God's name in me. And that Yud, that eternity, that holiness that there is, it continues and permeates the heel uh, of every Jew. It's not just something which is like it's something which is like hovering over us, but the Yud in us, the, the Pintal Yid in us, is something that permeates everything in us, even the, the part of our body which seems to be least, the least alive, a heel. 
What does it mean that you have an impact and it continues to grow? That means whatever you do, you see what you're doing, the essence of your soul. You put the essence of your soul, never forget this, my, uh, uh, one of my mentors, Rabbi Akuti Feldman, he's a Mashpia in 770, there was a, they had a scavenger hunt. They had bought these boys from this camp called Lamana Chai to 770, and they had to find out what a chassid is. <laughs> that was a scavenging for? That was a, that was a scavenging for. <laughs> when I was a kid, we had to get a green sock, you know, from a mall or something. Whatever. Anyways, yeah, these yeah. kids go and say, I'm sending to find out what a chassid is. That's Kuti. What is a chassid? I never forget how he responded on the spot. He said, a chassid. Whatever he does is with a full fire of his nisham. That's 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 okay. a chassid. That's never saying. That's after the idea your seed is alive, your impact, your 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 activity is alive. The thing you're doing right now, you put your whole soul into it. Yud Akev, you are a Jew. What's a Jew? A Jew has Yud, he has the essence of his neshama. And the essence of neshama is not just something a Jew has, but it's something that is in his heel, something that impacts the, the, the earthiest and lowest things, the things which are, which are seem to be insignificant. And the main thing is, another point, the main thing is that this planting of seed, this one activity, should bring the, gro- the growth of the Geula. As Imanidis says, that through one mitzvah, one good action, one good word, one good thought, you could tip the scale and bring the redemption to the entire world. And through this, all the Jewish people will have an eternal life in a simple sense. All the Jewish people of our generation, souls and bodies, they may live and have good years, not just 147 years like Yaakov had, not like 180 years like Yitzhak had, but eternal life, all the Jewish people, and so too all the Jewish people of all the generations before us, that they should rise from the dust and sing, and also all the Jewish people in the future generations, the end of time, shall have eternal life, and be God's will, and by making the decision, by add, to add one mitzvah, and to add this mitzvah in a way of planting a seed, before you even do it, just decide, I'm going to do this next mitzvah I'm going to do, I'm going to do this in a way that it plants a seed, that, it, that, that I'm putting my neshama into it. So that should bring, that planting the seed, that you decided to do this, that should bring the growth of the geula practically, immediately, on this Shabbos, in the Shabbos Chazak, where we finish the first book of the Torah, which gives us strength to the following four books of the Torah, and the following 23, 24 books of the Torah, until we should reach the fulfillment of the, of the, the, the last book of the Torah, but we should be elevated to the Geula, to the, from the exile to the redemption. And even before we read in Mincha about, about the Jewish people entering the exile, we should already see the Jewish people ascend from the exile, all the 12 tribes, our patriarchs, our matriarchs, Moshe and Aaron, and the leader of our generation, the Yosef of our generation, who did not die, just like Yaakov didn't die. As it says in the Torah that Yaakov's main child was Yosef, Eltos Yaakov Yosef, so the word Nasi, Nasi is an acronym for the words, a spark of Yaakov. So by being connected, and by being devoted to the leader of our, our generation, this, this um, element of Yaakov being alive, this is drawn down into every single one of our generation. So Yaakov is alive, through the leader of our generation being alive, through Yosef in our time, and this is also the way that every Jew is alive, by him being connected and being devoted to the leader of our generation. And simply, immediately, we should merit that God should again stretch out his hand and gather the Jewish people from all parts of the world, our young and old, our sons and daughters, and Hashem literally, as Rashi says, will hold every single Jewish person by the hand and gather them from every place and bring them all with himself, as Hashem is also in exile. It says in the Torah that when the Gula happens, Hashem himself will be redeemed with us. 
together with all the shuls, and not just the shuls, but also all the houses of kindness, all, all institutions of kindness, together with all the books and all the manuscripts and all the handwritten manuscripts which are outside of Israel, starting from the shul of the, of the previous Rebbe, which is which the Rebbe said we're now in this shul, the base of Inshabov, the house of our Rebbe in in Babylonia. Kumara is referring to um, the main shul of Babylonia, that, that that was called the house of our Rebbe, the house of our teacher in Babel in the seven seventy Rebbe says also called the house of the main shul of the exile. So together with this shul and also with all the individual homes, every Jew, every Jewish home is also called a house of Torah, a house of prayer, and a house of kindness. And together with all the wealth of every Jew. We should be gathered to our Holy Land, to Yerushalayim, to the Third Base of Migdash. And every single Jew should be able to point with his finger and say, Here is Mashiach. Here is the Rebbe, my father-in-law, the leader of our generation. Here is Hashem. And here is the table. Here is that which is ready, which has the Levyasa, and has the Sherabur, and has the wine. And at the end of the meal, the Torah says that David HaMelech will lead the benching. David HaMelech says, I will bench, and it's appropriate for me to bench. And we should begin this Suda of Matzi Shabbos. Besides the continuation of the Fabrengen, they have the wine and the Mazenus, of uh, the, the wine and the uh, cake, uh, the Fabrengen, the Shabbos, it says, we should continue on Matzi Shabbos, which Matzi Shabbos, the um, Suda of Saturday night, the Lava Malka, is called a taste of, um, it's, called a, it's called the meal of, of David Amalek. And especially because this Sunday is the, um, is the, uh, is the 15th of the month, the month, the time when the moon is full, and certainly the, the Suda of Mava Malka of Matzi Shabbos should be done in a beautiful way because it's the 15th of the month that when, the, when the full light of, of the month is revealed. And the main thing is that we should make this Suda of Matzi Shabbos together with Mashiach himself at our head, led by Mashiach, because before that, before Matzi Shabbos, on the Shabbos itself, we should go with clouds to our, to our holy land, to Shalim, our holy city, to the holy mountain, and the base of Migdash, and the Holy of Holies. I understand everything but one thing. Okay. Our, our what do you call it? Our um, matriarchs, their lineage and their characteristics are explicitly described in the passages that are introduced. But if we don't say anything about okay. the, the, the maidservants. I mean, they came from equally corrupt home. You know. So what is... Well, what do we see? What do we see in their in their history that, that something about their greatness? Right, especially that they're going to become greater than the matriarchs. One thing we see about Yosef, you said Yosef was educated by Bilha, because yeah. Bilha was was 